Hey guys, this is an addendum to our episode with Mood. I had a chance to sit down with Steven Diaz, the East Coast director, and hear how he got involved. So for those of you who didn't get a chance to listen to our Mood episode, Mood is an outdoor fitness lifestyle brand that has 600 locations and counting, and they're using technology to enhance the lives of thousands of people. MoodFit does this by providing free outdoor fitness stations and classes ranging from personalized fitness to yoga, all from certified instructors and fitness influencers. And they do this using technology to enhance the experience. Since New York City will be a major launching pad into North America, we got a chance to discuss Mood's vision for the city with Steven and his part in creating a healthier, fitter New York City. So without further ado... Block Party is a tech culture podcast. We do tech for the people. We cover topics ranging from cryptocurrencies, blockchain, augmented reality, artificial intelligence, and more. Our guests include entrepreneurs, creatives, and influencers. Block Party takes a unique view of tech through the lens of the people living it. Block Party is tech culture. Right. This is the Block Party Podcast, and on today, I have a special guest, Steven Diaz, the East Coast Director for Mood. Steven, introduce yourself. Thank you for having me today, Z. Um, my name is Steven Diaz. Uh, I'm here with, with Mood, and I'm excited to speak to you guys today. Yeah, and we did do a podcast with you guys earlier. This is just an addendum to what you know we discussed previously, and I know you wanted to... Um, uh, you know, tell us more about Mood and exactly what you guys are trying to achieve. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we we had a, a pretty interesting podcast with Marcus. He's our CEO, and I wanted to expand on a few topics and you know help shed some light on some interesting topics we've we've spoke about with with Google, with the next billion users, with outdoor fitness. Yeah, absolutely. And before we even get into that, I I you know just how did you get involved with mood i know that um this is a big initiative for mood uh venturing into north america with all their stations so you know you have qu- quite some uh work thrust upon your shoulders right now they take a lot of responsibility and you know just h- how did you get involved with the company yeah, absolutely so it's an, an interesting conversation an interesting way i got involved with the company so long story short i was traveling in and out of brazil a lot I love I love Brazil. I love speaking Portuguese, and I met this this, this guy on on an airplane who wanted up being my friend, and okay. you know we connected and briefly about last year, and he told me a little bit about his projects. I told him about what I do back in New York at the time. I was working for Big Bank. I was uh, financing new development buildings. This bank, and long story short, you know I I got pretty close with this 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 guy, my friend. And he just so happens to have an interest in expanding his business to New York. Okay. And uh, what did he tell you about Mood? What, what got you so passionate about the, the story? Because I know there's, you know there's lots of offers, lots of you know, plans to do things. But for some reason, this, this particular project caught your attention. Yeah, absolutely. I think I was more interested in the role that he had in the company and how, 
how much that resonates with my personality and, and the things that I like to do and express, you know, whether it's just uh, connecting with people, doing sales initiatives, project managing, and being a face for a company. I, I really enjoy that. I see that G and I connected on things like that. You know, he's basically the face of their project for their whole Brazil initiative. You know, the, the company is huge. They, they have over 600 stations throughout the world. Right. And some of the biggest challenges they have whenever they move to a new city or a new country, if that matter, is being able to connect either with someone local who's able to point them in the right direction and be able to be the, the head and the face of their, their company. And it's a lot easier to do when it's already established and so big in a different country. Um, but there's also new challenges when moving to a new state or a new country. So that's how G and I connected. And, you know, he's a big part of that company. He's a big part of Mood. And we connected, we spoke, we, we also, you know, we, we're both very stimulated and both very the same in a lot of ways. And I, I was offered this opportunity a few months ago and, and we've gotten so far, you know, they, they've expanded into Miami already. They've been in Miami and in LA. And it took them two years to get three stations on the floor in, in Miami. Right. And that's just because, you know, th these, are, these are guys from Brazil. They have to fly in and out of the country to speak with a few people that may or may not be as productive as just having someone local and, and you know, engaging with the right people. You know, they have a whole business to run in South America. Right. They didn't, you know, although they're interested in moving, they haven't fully moved their operation here. So I'm, I'm here to help them do that. And we've gotten very far in, you know, the past few months. And just even, um, not even connecting with the right people, but in terms of, you know, connecting uh, with the right legal people, I know there's a lot of uh, legal implications with what you guys are trying to do. So, um, you know, how do you facilitate that process? Yeah, absolutely. So the biggest legal and I, I guess the, the biggest challenges we have in every state and every area is the publicity. So as, as you may know, the project is completely free. So we build, right. we have a factory in Brazil. We, we have the, the stations patented. We have the programs and, and we, offer to the, we offer that to the city for free. So we install workout stations for free. We, we hire local trainers to provide free workout classes. We have a free app. It's all to encourage people to utilize outdoor spaces and to change, you know, it, it's to change the culture of a city and, and the people there. But the biggest way that we, we make money is that we sell publicity. So we have, and we give opportunity to sponsors to put their brand on our stations and on the t-shirts of our trainers. And, you know, we give brands the opportunity to connect with potential new customers in a way that's not being done right now. You know, I'm sure that there's, there might be a free soul cycle class, you know, there, there might be free promotions for yoga classes in a yoga studio. But there is not a free workout program throughout an entire tri-state area right now. Right. And um, when you say connect with fitness instructors, I noticed that what Mood does is it actually leverages its network of influencers, um, you know, to encourage people to join these fitness stations, whereas they might not, you know, because they might not know people. Um, it sort of builds a community alongside the technology that they're using. So you did mention an app. And I was wondering how, how the app connects people, influencers, and, you know, with the stations themselves. Because I know the stations are just, you know, uh, uh, a stationary, tangible place, a, a communal place where people can gather. Right. So that's, that's interesting. So 
I, back to, to reiterate what Marcus was saying about his, this, this ecosystem that we make. So the trainers really benefit from this program. So the first thing that we do is we, we, we hire trainers, right? So we pay them. Even though the classes are free, we pay the trainers. And we right. pay that either through a, a budget from our sponsors or our own budget that we're willing to operate in a city for a few months without any branding. Right. So the trainers are able to teach this free class in open areas for either a season or a class or a month or whichever it may be, whichever deal we cut them, right? And this is valuable to them because they get free publicity. Right. You know, we, we don't own any of the clients that are coming in taking a free class. You know, this is all beneficial to the trainers, to the city and everybody in the community. So right. we offer the trainers an opportunity to teach in front of a new audience, a growing audience and a changing audience. That's one thing. Second thing we offer them is an opportunity to be rated. So we have an app where people are able to reserve these classes and see the, the trainer. So once the class is done, you can rate the trainer, rate the class, and rate the area. So this is valuable data for us. We can share this either with the local parks or you know, we, can, we can share this data with our sponsors. We can keep this data. You know, this is all very valuable to us, but what's really invaluable is the the trainers, right? Because we want to provide quality classes. Right. You know, even though they're free, um, you know, they are organized. We have reservations. And right now, our operations, we offer 8,000 classes per day on our app. Now, we, we use a, a mind and uh, body wellness app as a, as a shell for now, but we have our own custom app coming out. And we offer 8,000 classes on this app. And 2,000 reservations are happening every single day throughout the world. And by the world, I mean, mostly South America at this moment. You know, we have a few stations in Evian in France. We have a few stations in Miami, a few stations in LA. Um, but yeah, this is, this is really valuable because as our trainers teach in a new class every Saturday or Sunday or any day of the week, they're exposed to a new audience and they're being rated and curated every single time they teach a class. So, how technology works in all of this is, although they're, they're being rated, they're getting free publicity, they're providing their communities free wellness and health, and their expertise are not only valuable to the community, but they're also valuable to our, to our sponsors as well. Right, and yeah, absolutely. You're, as far as your sponsors are concerned, I'm sure they love seeing you know, these influential trainers. You know, with, you know, um, I'm assuming an Instagram following, a Facebook following, a Twitter following, some sort of that, and, and, and they see this uh, as a beneficial relationship between everyone concerned. So for your sponsors, I could definitely see the plus in having these influential figures training a community or creating a network, essentially, because everyone wants to see a face as opposed to just you know, a Nike check or just a mood or a Reebok. They want to see you know, uh, friendly faces that they're familiar with, and this is why brands like Nike and Reebok spend millions of dollars on branding, to get you know LeBron's face or Kobe's face there because th those are the people we admire and love. Yeah, absolutely, and it's it's also important to 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 understand the the level of 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 growth that both parties can make together. So when we reach out to a, an influencer, uh, I'll give you an example. There's a, a famous yoga teacher in, in in Rio, and she joined us about three years ago. She had a following about eight thousand people on her Instagram. And she's very popular in, in Rio de Janeiro. She teaches an, uh, a class in a studio. She has her own studio. 
and uh, she's a, she's a public figure there. So mm-hmm. after three years of of teaching with us, she she taught in some of the biggest locations we have. We shot promotional videos for her, the all for free, and we she grew her following from eight thousand people in two thousand fifteen to one hundred and three thousand followers in twenty eighteen. So that's a tremendous growth, and we grew with her as the brand because people are seeing mood and they're seeing our sponsor, but they're connecting every time they go to a class with that trainer. And not only is that valuable to, to us, you know, we're, we're growing together with the trainer. So as she brings in more people and more people are taking photos and, she, you know, publishing the, the content on social media, people are also identifying with the brand, the sponsor and the trainer. So we're all growing together organically for something that's free and promoting outdoor healthy fitness. Yeah, so everyone involved benefits. And you did mention growing. Um, We were talking briefly about um, how mood intends to grow. And, you know, previously on the on the last podcast, we did mention the the next billion users initiative. And, um, you know, there's there's a couple of, you know, key points that you wanted to mention, you wanted to touch upon. And some of those were how to achieve these next billion users. And you did mention this was a, a, a Google catchphrase that was being used. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, that's a really interesting concept. And, and yes, it, it is by Google. So I, I can briefly talk about that. Yeah, with you. absolutely. So the next billion users uh, is an initiative to connect the next billion people to Wi-Fi. So in 2017, there's 4 billion people right now that it's connected to the internet in some shape or form. Right. In 2017 alone, a quarter of those people were connected to the internet through Google's initiative. So that means 1 billion people were connected and added to the internet last year. Right, which is just by Google, Google's initiatives alone. Yeah, and, and Google's initiative alone is, is through various ways. So you know they partner with certain brands, they have Google stations, they connect with certain universities so people can have access to free internet, right? So... Um, the next billion users is is a concept where we were approached as a brand to collaborate with them. Now, this is just initial conversations, but you know, this we, we didn't know unconsciously in one way or another we were providing a network in a way for Google to connect Wi-Fi to our stations and connect with these these users. So, the next billion users is an uh, initiative focused in four countries. It's in Indonesia. India, Mexico, and Brazil. So, um, according to a Deloitte study, in if you can extend the internet to 75% of the country in India, it would create more than 65 million jobs. And that's valuable because you're also adding people to the local economy, you're creating jobs, people are have access to the internet, and so forth. So, Google's initiative comes down to three, three points. It's to develop content that's compelling enough and their services compelling enough for people to be engaged in the internet. So these people obviously are coming from, pov- I wouldn't say all impoverished areas, just areas where the internet is not Easily being utilized. Exactly. Right. right. Uh, the second thing is they want to partner with brands and services that are offer free content. The third is simplifying, the, the third part, is simplifying for simplifying their services for different bandwidths and languages. So obviously, Indonesia, India, Mexico, 
and Brazil are all speaking different languages. Right. Um, so 50% of the content that's available, free internet that's available right now on the Google stations are English, is, is all in English. But obviously, yeah. you know, in areas like India, they, they need to speak Hindi, they need to, in right. Brazil, they need to speak Portuguese and things like that. So how does mood fit into all of this? Well, as Google attempts to connect the next billion uses of Wi-Fi, they need to partner with brands that are engaged in the three parts of their initiative. And Mood, subconsciously, in one way or another, is doing all three. Okay. Now, the reason why we're saying yeah, this- Yeah, definitely elaborate. I'm interested what that means. Yeah. So, as the first part, developing content, compelling content and services that are also free. So that's the first two, right? So our stations are completely free. They're free for anybody to use, free to anybody to engage with, and right now we're, we, have, we have sensors on our station. That's the existing technology. But the conversation we had with Google was, what if we added Wi-Fi to our stations? What if we had you know, an internet router where people can not only just stand by a Wi-Fi pole, but can also stretch and have active, active you know, like fitness or any sort of activities to do while they're connected to the internet. You know, it's one way, it's one thing to think that, you know, you can sit in a Starbucks and enjoy a coffee and also be connected to the internet. But what if this is a way for you to be engaged with the internet on a, on a level that's healthy and complements your lifestyle? So the conversation we, we had with them was talking about adding Wi-Fi to the existing stations we have, but also a possible expansion of adding these stations to you know, impoverished areas or in areas where people don't have the internet and putting internet on them. So now people have access to, to free fitness stations that don't require any sort of membership. They can you know, work out, stretch, whatever they may do at all times of the day for f- completely free. And now they have access to the internet for it. Now, the third part, is simplifying for different bandwidths and languages. So what, what does that mean? That means basically that you know, free internet is not high-speed LTE in every single part of the world. So right. this, this could mean that this service or product can be simple, free, and easy to translate in different languages. Now our stations, they have one panel that faces the user, which shows them how to stretch. It can be easily translated in... You know, 30, 40 languages. It's just right. movements. And this is just a guide. This is just a, a temporary guide that we can change, obviously. Right. And what's interesting is this can be easily translated to Portuguese, Spanish, Hindi, whichever language and whichever city or country adopts the station. So that's really important. So our mood methodology fits hand in hand with this initiative. And, you know, as we continue to grow and move into cities. We also think about how this can be valuable to our sponsors. Now, sponsors have the ability to connect with users that are just adopting Wi-Fi and the internet. So they have different buying habits. They have completely different habits. And also, we're providing a free service for them. So regardless if the sponsor is connecting with the person about either opening up a bank account or you know, a free, any sort of free service or, or, or paid service, regardless, they still have an active 
they have an activity to do on the station while they're connected to the internet. So it's an interesting thing to think about and what we're, you know, the conversation we're having with Google. Yeah, and would you guys be using um, your application to enhance the experience? Yeah, absolutely. So the application now is to manage the, the classes and, you know, that's just for our trainers and the users, but on the... Would, on, just, to, just to elaborate, would that be I have the application and then I can see which classes are available for that day or for that week and which teachers would be instructing me? Yeah, you can do all, all, all those things that you just mentioned and also have a map of your local area and to see how many stations are in your area. Okay. And you can go to that station and either work out or you can go to that station and take a class if it's not already booked already. Okay. Um, what's also interesting is that now this map can be also a map of free Wi-Fi stations that are also, you know, wellness stations. Right. Absolutely. And um, I mean, besides the compelling content you or the compelling services, I mean, the health benefits of working outdoors, um, we we're just talking about it. I mean, you're constantly in a different environment. There are no membership fees, so a lot of people who might be um, stressed about, you know, financial fees for gyms, they would they wouldn't have any to worry about. Um, definitely cleaner air. You're you're outdoors as opposed to you know in an indoor indoor area. And I know a lot of people here um, in New York City can't even imagine working outdoors as opposed to an indoor facility because we have so many. You know, we're we're a very indoor society i would say for the most part yeah that's you know that that plays a, a there's a lot of reasons behind that and i would say one is is the climate the, the weather how, how many right. days of the year can you work out outside comfortably and you know you know we, we have four seasons here in new york so I, I guess it would be it's obviously different than brazil you know or or miami or not or in la you know yeah so moving to new york proposes a, a few challenges for us but nothing that we can't overcome um, some of the methodologies that we're adopting is, is obviously outdoor fitness and the health benefits of that and how we can play to New York's existing programming and initiative to provide outdoor healthy fitness for the summer months that we can operate. So that's anywhere from the middle of May to the end of September. And, you know, there's, a, there's plenty of outdoor fitness programs in New York. They're either through private parks or sponsored organizations um, but as far as a, a city-wide free fitness program, um, you know, we're trying to condense, consolidate, and create, you know, one platform for everyone to enjoy free fitness here. Um, whether it's just for the four months of having outdoor programs, in addition to the outdoor stations, you know, we hope to have the stations year-round where people can enjoy them on a hot, you know, a hot day in maybe the end of September, early October. I'd, I wouldn't think that everyone's doing pull-ups you know, in the middle of January and, and doing <laughs> You'd be full, surprised. Yeah. <laughs> or at least outdoors, you know? Um, but, you know, there, there is people who do train, you know, for, for, for running marathons throughout the year. Right. And, you know, our, our stations are not just for, for calisthenics. You can stretch, you can, we, we have markers on the amount of kilometers you can travel. So in Rio de Janeiro, we have stations that stretch across Ipanema Beach. And as you run, you can see how, how far you've been running and you can keep yourself tracked on the, the stations. So, you know, the fourth station down the beach is probably like, you know, uh, one, the first kilometer and then the second, third, fourth. Right. And you can, you can measure yourself just by the station. So you don't even need to carry your cell phone or have your, 
you know, your headphones on or carry too many things or measure your distance, you know, you can measure that through outdoor signs on right. the fitness stations. That's, that's really impressive. And it sounds like to me that with a platform like this for fitness and trainers, profession, fitness professionals, I think it would become very popular. How do you guys handle the onboarding of these uh, trainers and influencers? Because they seem like the, the backbone of this community. Um, you know, uh, not, not to you know, neglect the actual platform itself, but they're, they're, they do form a, a, large, a large part of this community. So how would you onboard it if it became very popular, if everyone wanted to become a trainer? I know there just isn't enough hours in the day for everyone to be a part of this, you know. Yeah, that, that's an interesting. At least the initial onboarding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's, that's important because we're taking a different approach to marketing, not only marketing ourselves, but marketing, you know, our sponsors, you know, so, so our stations, the, the way we sell publicity and the term for it is, is out of home media. And out of home media is basically anything that's not a, a billboard that you can, any, anything that isn't a billboard, that's just for the sake of advertising. So there's some sort of interaction besides, um, you know, a logo being screamed at your face, you know? So an example of that existing in New York already is the the uh, the stations. The they're basically totems inside the train stations that show you the subway map and th when the the train is coming. So like you know you know you can see the one two three train and how many minutes right. away it is from the station, right? So our approach to to media is to adopt this out of home method. You know out of home media methodology and sell it to our sponsors. So we reach out to influencers on Instagram. We reach out to prominent figures within local communities. And our sponsors not only find that valuable because we curate these people. So what's the onboarding process for like for trainers? So we, we measure their existing publicity. We encourage them to take a look and, at, at our company and what we already do. And we put them in front of an audience, or at least you know any any audience that they're comfortable with, whether it's thirty to fifty people, a class. And we we blast them everywhere. We pr we promote a bunch of videos for every one of our classes. We have training trucks. We do a variety of different things. And not only you're rated on you know the class, but you're you're also growing your your following as well. So. To answer your question, I guess the longer way, it's basically we, we measure their existing publicity, their their followers, the people that they're engaged with, and you know we we have a conversation with them saying, hey, we're, you're going to be in front of probably, it, I, I would say if you teach in two or three classes, you're probably be in front of 150 new potential clients for yourself, but 150 new people that that want to practice outdoor fitness with you. So you're growing your following, we're growing our following. It's it's all hand in hand. Right. So and would you be someone that these influencers re could reach out to directly? Or are you someone that you would be open to have a conversation um, just for anyone that's listening to this podcast and they're, very, you know, they are interested in what you guys are doing. They want to learn more about you. Would you be someone that handles that that conversation? Yeah, I, I, exactly. I'm, I'm making a very big initiative right now to reach out to local fitness influencers. And, and by local, I mean that are willing to teach within the five boroughs. Um, that have an existing following or have, you, you know, that have an interest in teaching outdoor classes for the summer. So I, I absolutely, I, I'm, I'm that person right now. And I can, you know, give my information and email after the podcast. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, so for anyone listening, 
interested in you know training an outdoor fitness station um, environment on a growing platform with hundreds of locations in you know in South America that's making a leap into the North American um, fitness outdoor fitness community. This is definitely the person to talk to. Um, it sounds like you know Mood has everything behind it for it to succeed on a global level, and I think this is something that. You know, you guys, it, it's, you guys have spent decades perfecting something that works cohesively with every entity, including government, community, as well as, you know, um, giving back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I would say that um, trainers pay, play a big part of our, our ecosystem. And, you know, we, we, can't, we can't pride ourselves on, on free classes if they're not quality classes. You know, right. we, we can't, we prefer not to we can't sell an idea to a sponsor. Hey, we, we have somebody teaching yoga in this park. You know, do, do you want to put your, your t-shirt on him? This has to be an already established, perfected thing. And the way we're, we measure uh, the quality of the class is people reserving, people rating the class and rating the, the, the trainers. And what's great about all of this is, you know, th this already exists. You know, e I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of free fitness, not, not even free, excuse me. Equinox has their own, their own, um, gym application where you can reserve a class and you can see who's teaching it, right? That's a, body, a mind and body wellness app. This is this exists. This is very easy to do. But what they don't have is a an application that's solely, solely, like the biggest mission in all of this is to bring people outside of their homes and utilize public spaces. So I know you were mentioning earlier there, the health benefits of outdoor fitness. And there's plenty of them. There's plenty of them. And just besides the class that you're getting, you're, you're outside, you're receiving vitamin D, and you're, you're also in an ever-changing environment. So these are big, big factors when you're practicing wellness and fitness activities outside. You know, vitamin D, a dose of vitamin D is essential towards you working out outdoors. No, it definitely does have um, health benefits. When, uh, when we look at, you know, the health benefits of working outdoors as opposed to indoors, um, you, you know, I, I can definitely see the pros. And how do you, how do you sell people on, on, on working out as opposed to, you know, maintaining that, you know, that regular schedule of them staying indoors, uh, staying in a comfort zone of an established gym schedule, going outdoors, doing outdoor activities with other people and, and being a part of the community? Yeah, so, you know... And in, in, when you're working outside, you're in an ever-changing environment. So you're working out higher, uh, harder. There's no membership fees about you working out in the park. There's no gym membership. There's no real, I, I don't know how to say this nicely, but there's really no excuse for you to not be able to, to try a class yeah. for free in your local community with your neighbors and, you know, with a local trainer. You're in cleaner, you're outside, so you're getting cleaner air. You know, even, even in large metropolis cities you know the outdoor air is obviously going to be cleaner than you know a gym that that may have several ac units you know people get sick like that all the time and you know working out outside is a natural antidepressant it can ward off seasonal affective disorder which basically controls anxiety and depression because sunshine and vitamin d affects your serotonin which is a hormone that is directly correlated correlated to your mood yeah. So that, that in itself is one of the biggest factors for working outdoors. And, you know, living in New York, we can only do that for a season. Right. You know, we can only do that, I would say, 
comfortably. I mean, I'm sure we can, we can all do that. We can do it in the snow, we can do it in rain, we can do that in a thunderstorm, whatever. But comfortably, we can only do that within the season. So Mood is taking such a big initiative to connect with parks, connect with trainers, connect with the right people to provide this in the summer months that we have, at least for, the, you know, for 2019. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I, I know you do have somewhere to go after this, but um, just some of the brands that you've worked with, I'm looking at some of these huge names and I know anyone interested in working with Mood would indirectly or directly be associated with some of these names, um, such as Santander, Under Armour, Oakley, Samsung. And, um, you know, I understand the draw for these companies to get involved and I understand the draw for the influencers to get involved. And, you know, now I understand the draw for, you know, consumers or, or clients, prospective clients such as myself to get involved. So what what's the next step for Mood? And I know you mentioned an outreach initiative. You want to connect with influencers and you want these influencers to connect with the people. Yeah, so the next steps for Mood is we take this by a city by city basis. So as, as we build the project now, we, we're talking with certain parks, we're talking with certain influencers, certain trainers. Uh, we're all in, in, in pretty big and I would say far enough discussions to, to build an agenda and to have our, our feet on the ground. So what, what's great about all of this is that although we do work with a sponsor, although we do work with a sponsor, we have access to several, several sponsors at a time. And we can only choose one to put, put on our stations. You know, they usually buy the city. They usually buy the, pro, the, the project per city. Right. So Santander is a big client of ours in South America. And if they were interested in buying New York, they would put their logos and everything on there. But before you even get to Santander, there's other 10 other companies that are interested into this. So like, like you said before, there's Under Armour, Oakley, Samsung, Puma. There's huge brands that want to work with us. Now, at that time, at the time that we decide to, to choose our sponsor, we have to make sure that they fit into our methodology and our brand. So it has to be a fitness brand and it has to be somebody who wants to be encouraged in outdoor sports and things like that. So for example, this is a, an example of a sponsor that we wouldn't choose, right? Um, but we do have access to. So there's a, the equivalent of a, of a, of a Ritz cracker in, right. in Brazil and they're huge, they're a huge company, they're everywhere. And they wanted their name on, on the stations and we had to tell them no because we can't, we can't put their branding on, on the stations. But what's really valuable to this is that we do have access to this sponsor and this brand that although we're not using, we can use that to collaborate with our influencers, with our parks. So we have a healthy ecosystem with people. So for all the sponsors that are interested in our project, whether it's just our project, we have other avenues for, to work with them on. So it's trainers or maybe influencers or certain contexts of certain parks or fundraisers for certain parks. It's a really big one lately. Um, but yeah, we, we have an avenue for, for, for everybody, you know, whether it's sponsors, trainers, things like that. Awesome. Is there anything else you want to tell our audience or anyone that else might be listening um, to this podcast, this addendum for Mood? So I would first, I would like to thank you for having me here today. Absolutely. But, no yeah. need. <laughs> um, I would encourage everyone to check out our website, www.mood.fit, and understand that the benefits of working outdoors and, and doing free classes, you know, I, I think the perception of free classes is a disorganized drop-in place where you have an instructor that doesn't have enough time to work with you on. Um, I can 
completely with 100% certainty tell you that our classes will be top-notch quality, top-notch trainers, and everybody's invited. So whether if, if it's something that you can't practice, like a high-intensity cardio movement or anything like that, um, everybody's welcome. We have anywhere from yoga to guided meditation. Everybody's welcome this summer, and I'm very excited to, to and, see And this is guys. launching in New York City? This is in launching in New York City in May 2019. Awesome. And guys, that's mude.fit, mood.fit, and make sure to check them out. Thank you very much. Steven Diaz, East Coast Director for Mood. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thanks. All right. And that was the addendum for Mood. We love speaking with Steven on the podcast and wish him much success in the future with Mood. As always, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button if you rock with our content and shoot us a comment or feedback if you feel like it. We love you guys. We do this for you. So if you have something in mind, a potential guest, a topic, how awesome we are, let us know. You can find the Black Party Podcast on Spotify, Anchor, SoundCloud, iTunes Podcast, Google Podcast, and if you are visually inclined, I know I am. We also upload our podcast to YouTube in stunning high definition. So bless. And if you want to collaborate, shoot us an email to hello at block-party.io. Be easy, folks.